0: Welcome to Your Call to Action with your host, Simon Bruno, sharing inspiration and motivation from the e-commerce world. Today, this is Your Call to Action. Hello and welcome to Your Call to Action, the e-commerce podcast for those looking to take action to grow their e-commerce store. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode whether you're listening on Apple, Google, Spotify, Overcast, Anchor FM, wherever you get your podcast as always thank you so much for tuning in. So, today's podcast we're going to talk about the impact that e-commerce has on our environment. Today's guest Lucy Bloomfield actually ran her very own successful e-commerce store and decided to close it after she saw the impacts That plastic was having on our environment when she visited Cambodia. Now, Lucy runs an agency called 10,000 Customers over in Melbourne, where her goal is to help e commerce business owners reach their first 10,000 customers and help them create e commerce businesses that are neutral impact to our environment. This is a topic which is close to both mine and Lucy's hearts, and I hope that by the end of this podcast interview, you guys will have some ideas on how to make your e-commerce business environmentally friendly and responsible. So with that, let's get into the podcast interview with Lucy Bloomfield. Hey guys, and welcome to your call to action. Today, I've got a very special guest, Lucy Bloomfield from business to ic How's it going, Lucy?
1: Good, and I actually have some exciting news. We're not called business to ic anymore.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> what's the new name?
1: So, when I started the company, I was like, I really want to help people get their ideas off the ground. But the the basis of it all is that we help people get their first 10,000 e-commerce customers. So now we're just called 10,000 customers and that's all we do.
0: 10,000 customers. So you're yeah. Lucy Bloomfield from 10,000 customers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so have, let's kick off the podcast with a bit of an introduction uh, to your story and to yourself, Lucy.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. So I'll go the long winded route because it's kind of interesting. But when I was about 10 years old, um, I started building websites and my family was really poor and we couldn't afford horses. So I would play like these digital literature role playing games with digital horses and I would build websites for my like, so they were like digital stables for my digital horses, kind of super dorky. And I feel really embarrassed telling this story, but it was where I started like coding and helping businesses come online. Um, and basically like that led me down this um, really interesting path. So my first job was with an international cybersecurity company doing backend programming, user interface design, user experience design, and all this really cool stuff for some of the biggest companies in the world, like Sony, Bankwest, West, etc. And like a lot of people with very cushy jobs, um, I got sick of it. And I was like, hey, there are tons of people making lots of money off Instagram influences. Why don't I do something like that and see what I can build? So I started my first company called Trefiel. And yeah. Trefiel was a luxury sheet mask company that I took from zero to 10,000 customers in 18 months. <clears throat> And then that was so much fun and I enjoyed the process of getting traction so much that I decided to start teaching people how to do what I did and that's what I'm doing today.
0: Yeah, cool. So what is 10,000 customers So that business that you were talking about before?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Business2IC recently renamed to 10,000 customers. We, we do a lot of different things. I would say like 60% of our business is teaching people how to get their first 10,000 customers. So we coach amazing, incredibly talented and passionate people about how to get their 10,000 customers so that they can have massive impact on the world. And some people have like awesome products that they've manufactured and developed themselves and they're looking to get traction very quickly. And some of them are just like importing and private labeling, but they have incredible missions that they're very passionate about, like anti-bullying, for example, yep. and they're using the e-commerce business to fund that change.
0: Cool. So before you're talking about Treffle skincare, I was actually looking at that YouTube video that you posted. It's on, the, it's on your homepage on YouTube. And it said that you were running a successful e-commerce store, but then you decided to stop it. Do you want to talk about that a little bit?
1: Yeah, I would love to. So I had this major, major crisis when I was in Cambodia. Uh, it was late 2017. So we'd built the business really aggressively and and gotten it to the point where we helped AusPost launch a 3PL service. And so our stock and our shipping and packing and fulfilling and everything was taken care of. So we were like, what do we wanna do? We wanna go traveling again. So we went overseas and one of the countries that we went to was Cambodia. And looking around at the suffering, at the problems, at the poverty, like sex trafficking, the terrible conditions that factory workers have to navigate, made me really think about how stressed I was coming home to try and figure out how to sell more face masks. And I actually thought it was a pretty selfish thing to do. And I'm not saying I'm the smartest person in the whole world, but I know that I'm a really hard worker and I know if I'm given a good enough problem, I can eventually solve it over time, perhaps with the help of other people. So it was while we're in Cambodia and I saw these problems and I saw like waste, waste that can't be gotten rid of, especially in places like Bali, for example, where the waters are totally polluted with plastic. I was like, holy crap. I have put hundreds of thousands of plastic packets into the environment to make money and I will never, ever, ever be able to take that back. And it was heartbreaking. It was... Now that I look back on it, I'm like, of course I did. Like, why didn't I realize that sooner? But it just wasn't a a consideration for me. I just didn't think about it. So I'm looking around both at world problems and this realization of how terrible a decision I had made to make money. And I realized that I didn't want to solve the sell more sheet masks problem anymore. I wanted to be at the forefront of making e-commerce a better industry because it is so wasteful. So I decided to shut the company down and go do something about it.
0: So it was that realization when you were in Cambodia that I guess was the that moment of realization, I guess you could say of, yeah, um, yeah of like the environmental impact of e-commerce in general, I, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And also like wearing that really terrible feeling like, oh crap, I've done something really, really bad and there's literally no way for me to take it back ever. Mm. Like that plastic from our packaging will live way beyond you and I.
0: Yeah. It's like how long does plastic take to degrade if it ever does? It's it's a pretty long time. Hey, it's like 500,000 years or something.
1: Yeah. maybe not that long, but
0: that's a long time though.
1: Exactly. So thanks to me, <clears throat> I've like had a big part in that. And that was like a very hard pill to swallow, but also ultimately led to me to making some better decisions, which was a good thing.
0: Yeah. So in today's podcast, we're going to be talking about e-commerce and how to make it a mutual impact for the future. So the first oh. topic I want to talk to you about is just e-commerce, I guess, in general. So for you, what is the most exciting thing about e-commerce right now?
1: Oh my God, like that is, that is such a good question. I think the most exciting thing about e-commerce right now is that it's really not hard to get into. And so, and it's really, it's not that difficult. Like there is a formula to scaling a company pretty quickly, but it's not that difficult to get enough scale to start creating some really awesome impact on the world. And so... I'm loving seeing all the different people that are coming out of corporate careers right now who have deep industry experience and amazing product ideas. And they're bringing them to the market to not only bring like an awesome product to help solve problems, but they want to build a business that is low impact and they want to use the profits to do good in the world. Mm. Like there are such incredible people coming through at the moment. And that really excites me.
0: Yeah. So, why do you think people now more than ever are like actually switching careers and switching, uh, you know, starting e-commerce businesses, whether it's full-time or as a side hustle?
1: I think that the a reason a lot of people get into it is the allure of getting like a mass amount of sales and, and the volume in a successful e-commerce business. Pretty much everyone I talk to, in like my sales calls, for example, things yep. that they will be making money while they're sleeping and they will. But the, I think a lot of people underestimate how difficult and how much work is involved in building a successful company. But I think also people are getting into it because they want to build, they have a great product idea. They have years of experience and they want to do something awesome. And e-commerce is one of the lowest, I guess, barriers of entry is as far as starting a new business.
0: And I, th- I think also, yeah, like it's uh, for, for me personally, if I've, obviously I've, I do want to start an e-commerce business and for me, it's the opportunity to create something can be like a sort of hobby thing to start off with. I think that's yeah. pretty, yeah, for me, that's one of the things that resonates with me in starting an e-commerce business. Uh, next question is, in your experience, do you think you can sell anything online?
1: I think you can sell pretty much anything to anyone. Okay. To answer your question. Yes, I do think you can, but I'm sure I'll get steamrolled by people after saying this, (laughs) but I do think you can. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Again, I saw that blog post of that witchcraft company. And I was like, how to sell witchcraft to skeptics.
1: (laughs) Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Isn't that so interesting? That for me, like that's been a, a concept that I. For people listening that haven't seen that blog post, I wrote a blog post about how I had Australia's largest witch subscription box come to me and say, "We're totally saturated the like pagan, wicca, witchcraft niche, but we want to keep growing. What do we do?" Mm. And so I was like, "Okay, how can we sell this to other people?" And I've always thought that you can sell pretty much anything to pretty much anyone, but seeing what we did with them and and realizing and seeing like how it's actually cheaper to sell witchcraft to skeptics than it is to sell witchcraft to witches. I was like, Holy crap, this is so cool and really solidified that concept in my head because it's true. If you understand what someone values and why they value it, if you have a product that can help them solve their problem or become more of the person that they'd like to be, You can sell a product to them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally agree with that. So where do you see the e-commerce industry heading?
1: Look, I think there's a really amazing bunch of people coming through at the moment that really want to not only release awesome products and build huge, successful, profitable product businesses, but do good things with both the business internally and externally. I see big things happening in this industry especially as we come closer and closer to lab-grown meat being launched which will be in the next five to ten years it'll be a commercially viable product Mm. and i think a lot of the companies which have built businesses off the back of animal materials like leather and fur are going to be in a really bad spot because most people don't realize this but the leather and fur and animal products that we get come from the meat industry And so if we're consuming less traditionally farmed meat, that means that businesses relying on those materials for their products, the cost of that material is going to go up. And then it's either going to become a question of replacing that material before it becomes too expensive or the business dying. So, I mean, ideally, I'm very idealistic about this because I'm a vegan. I would love to see people switch now. But I think the things that will happen in e-commerce in the next five to 10 years will be a scramble from people either trying to incorporate do-good schemes and like strategies into their business too late or people trying to change their materials before their business dies because their expenses are too high.
0: Yeah. So I think now's the time to get onto the whole, what's the word I'm thinking of? I want to say vegan train, but I don't think that's the correct word to, to use. But like environmental, like, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a very good way, way to put it. Yeah. Environmentally responsible for you, Mr. Train and your business stars. hundred
1: yeah. you know, percent. And we have a moral obligation as humans and as people who are building businesses to do the right thing and to leave the planet in a better place. Yeah. And we can't take back the things that we've done in the past, but we can change what we do in the future. And so yeah. I think if you are a business owner and you are like an e-commerce owner, looking at the way you operate and the things that you do is not only going to benefit your business as far as a marketing strategy, like people are lapping up that. So it's really, really smart for you to do that. But you know what? It's also going to be nice to look back at the business that you have built and go, you know what? I didn't totally fuck the planet. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> And that's like yeah. such a big pressing issue. Like not even in an e-com, but in business in general, like right now, like the environment, and I think, I think we take, I think we do take the environment for granted, and I think it's going to be too late, unfortunately. Well, I don't know. that's Maybe that's a bit negative, but yeah, just, I just feel like right now we just don't see the destruction that we're doing to the environment in certain cases, and yeah, I think we pro- we all probably need a wake up call similar to what you had in Cambodia with, you know, seeing all that plastic and I guess the real world problems that are out there.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent, and like. I love, I think you're totally right. I was reading this really interesting book called Wired, Wired to Ignore Climate Change. And it sort of explains why we do nothing.
0: Mm. But,
1: and it's a really good read if anyone's interested in, in reading about, about why, why humans don't do anything even though we're totally screwed. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is like, what did, they, what did they give us? Like 12 years. But that's going to accelerate the longer we wait. And things just aren't happening enough. So hopefully when, like, the the ice caps really start melting and we start losing houses on beaches and, and at ports and marines, yeah. people will actually go, oh, crap, we should, you know, probably do something now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's already happening. I mean, like, right, right now, like, in WA, for example, we've had pretty bad weather and there's massive <laughs> beach, beach erosion and especially, like, up north in northern WA, like, in Geraldton, yeah. places like that, it's just becoming like a really, really pressing issue. Like houses are at risk, and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it's definitely happening.
1: Yeah, we shall see what happens in the next ten to twelve years. Hey, I think yeah. it's going to be a really different world very quickly.
0: Yeah, I guess we lead into the next question of if you could change one thing about e-commerce or the e-commerce industry, what would it be?
1: Um, honestly, like. Plastic is probably the biggest one. Yeah. If I have to look at the entire industry as a whole, most businesses, like for the most part, don't use animal products and aren't, I mean, there's a lot that do, but most aren't in at risk of like the first situation that I described with rising cogs and potentially losing the business. Mm. I think if I had to look at the major problem in e-commerce right now, whether you manufacture products in Australia or you import from China, is just the sheer amount of plastic that we use. It's really messed up and it needs to change.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. I think even like things like the packaging that we, like even the satchels from, from Australia Post or whoever it is, not necessarily on your Australia Post. But yeah, if you just think about the sheer number of bags that are used each day in the logistics industry it's crazy i mean
1: you must have a great insight on that right
0: yeah we see a lot of it even even like myself i work at coles as well and Mm -hmm. before the plastic bag ban like we would go through i would say probably close to fifteen thousand bags each week only at our store there's 750 stores across all of australia so you do the math on how much plastic we use Per week. And
1: your, I imagine <laughs> your Coles, your Coles is red, relatively small to say a Melbourne Metro or Sydney Metro branch.
0: Yeah, that's true. I would say, I would say that. Yeah. I mean, I've been to the Coles in Flinders in in Melbourne, and it's probably like our Coles is half that size. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. Hey. Yeah,
0: it's pretty crazy. I'm actually glad that they got rid of the plastic bags. I think it's a good move yeah. by the government. Yeah. Definitely. I
1: agree. Uh,
0: so I guess that, actually that's probably a good segue into the whole e-commerce neutral impact future that you were talking about. So i got some questions here for you. Mm-hmm. How much negative impact would you say overall e-commerce is having on our environment?
1: Okay. So let's just say AusPost sends out a million packages a year, which they don't. They send out way more than that. Yeah. I think it's safe to say that like, hmm, like 90% of them are sent out in those plastic satchel bags, whether it's from a 3PL or from the OzPost branches themselves. Yep. Uh, and I need to get these numbers. I'm writing a book <clears throat> about the, the state of e-commerce and the impact at the moment. So I'm, I will have these figures properly at some point. But let's just say that, like, and that's just in one year. I think... Other than, you know, the household trash that we all produce, e-commerce is single-handedly the industry which is filling our like, what's the word? Depots or, or wherever we store. Trash. Or landfill. Yeah. yeah. I think we are the worst industry in like in business right now as far in that respect whether we created ourselves by let's just say importing products from china and everything comes wrapped wrapped in plastic and we strip it all off and throw it all out or whether we're responsible for sending out hundreds of thousands of plastic satchels with our product inside or whether our own individual products are wrapped in plastic like mine was or all three like my first business Mm. And my business was relatively small. So if that's the case and we take that across the entirety of Australia and then we look at the entire world, you know, I know mining and fashion are two of the most um, damaging industries to the world, but I also think e-commerce is right up there and we have the power and the luxury to change that. And I think we have a moral obligation to do so.
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally. Does
1: that answer your question?
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if you if you look at the numbers like that, and multiply it per year, and and you know, e commerce in Australia is relatively small. Like we only do like twenty eight billion dollars worth, and yet we cause quite a bit of damage to the environment. Yeah. Now, now you put now that you share like even those rough numbers. Yeah, it's pretty scary. It is. It is.
1: It's really sad. But I also think like one of my coaches, Leila Cosgrove from Strategic Anarchy, they've been responsible for the really fast growth of 10,000 customers in the last five months. Mm. She said to me, she has said that entrepreneurs are really the people that change the world. And I I fully agree with that. I think we have so much power to not only generate profit, to do like amazing things, But to to reduce our impact or increase our impact, however you want to define it, by deciding how we want to run our business. And if you are running an e-commerce business right now, I implore you to look at the way you run the business internally, like what impact do you have? And externally as well, how do you use your profits to do good? And how do you operate to reduce your impact?
0: Yeah. So, do you have any um, examples of brands who are leading the way? I guess in the space of a neutral impact future for e-commerce.
1: Oh yeah, there's tons. So I really love the like the company called I think it's called Hella. They do like these um, biodegradable phone cases, and I was like, that is such a simple idea, but that is so so clever, and everything that they do is like packaged in like biodegradable stuff. You know, satchels and boxes and everything. And I honestly, I don't think it takes that much for us to be conscious of the way we operate. Yeah, it's only really small changes, but going that little extra mile honestly makes a big difference. Um, I think there's a company called Dirt Bag. Do you guys use those?
0: Dirt Bag. Yeah. I've seen the website for it.
1: Yeah like these biodegradable satchels yeah they've which, got really like, really
0: good marketing from memory um dirt yeah. Dirt. yeah 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 it's oh, yeah. i, I think well i think there was a joke about like teenage dirt bag you know that song i can't remember <laughs> oh yeah they, they make anyway it's good marketing like check out their site; it's really good
1: <laughs> yeah it's really cool and like I mean, you would know this as well. The, the thing that makes an e-commerce business really successful is doing one thing really, really well. Yeah. Um, and for most e-commerce businesses, that's their product. But I think if you all wrap it, like you wrap it all together with this like consciousness of how you run your business, that, that's becoming more and more of a trend. from both the millennial perspective and through to the next generation, which are so passionate and so actively trying to do something about climate change. I think the businesses that do change and do start to look at the operations and do start to look at the way they process orders, fulfill them and even their product, you know, materials, they are cementing themselves into the future. And I think it's one of the smartest ways you can mitigate your risk in a business that you want to stay around in the long term.
0: Yeah, even like I think even some of the big guys now like Toll and stuff, they've got, they're starting to shift away from uh, the plastic packaging. They're providing cardboard and paper packaging now for their satchels, which is really cool.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. The little things.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's the little things that count. That Just the extra step, I guess, is a neutral impact future for e-commerce possible. (laughs)
1: I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's, it's uh, what I guess I've settled on for my life's work. And I really hope that I get to see that. I think there will be, there will always be people that don't care and aren't interested in that. But for the most part, I hope that what consumers want ultimately drives brands to change. And I'm really excited like if this if the companies that we have like hello phone cases who like make these amazing biodegradable phone cases and now they're going into sunglasses and I look at what millennials are doing with e-commerce businesses and how they're trying to do something really cool and important and game-changing and then I look at the next generation, so Gen Z, and I am honestly so excited because they will ultimately drive the next round of success in e-commerce. Yep. And because they will be bringing such unique and interesting ideas to e-commerce, I think ultimately they will drive, say, an older business that's run by an older person who cares less about you know, the planet or the impact of the business to do something because otherwise they will die. Mm. So I hope that we are able to get it doing better as an industry. I really, really do. And I think with the people that are coming through in the businesses that are coming through at the moment, I do believe it's possible.
0: Yeah. Yeah. saying I think so too. I think also because Gen Y and Gen Z, like the whole the climate change in general is going to impact us in the future and like our kids and and whatever else. So, yeah, I think if we can lead the, the change, yeah, it'd be, it'd be good. And, and then obviously the generations that will follow can hopefully follow in our footsteps in, in creating a like a solid environment for future generations to come.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Well, so let's end the podcast with your call to action. So to end the podcast, we ask our guests to provide a call to action to our e-commerce listeners to inspire them uh, to take action to grow their e-commerce store. can be anything. So Lucy, uh, what is your call to action for the week?
1: <laughs> should I say my selfish one or should I say my planetary good one? <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, say both if you like. <laughs>
1: Okay, cool. So honestly, I think if you're really serious about building, not just a successful e-commerce business that makes you money, but if you want to build a business that changes the world and it's totally possible to do this with an e-commerce business, like to have real, real impact with um, the mass selling of products, then please look at the way you do business because they you know, changing from an, let's just say unethical business to an ethical business is not only a great business move for cementing yourself into the future, but the hero's tale of saying, we operated like this and we saw what we were doing was wrong and we decided to change it. That story will make you so much money on Facebook ads, on paid advertising, everywhere that whoever does it, the first, the first person to do it in every single niche for every single product, the first company that does that will beat every other company. Yeah?
0: yeah?
1: Yeah. So if you are listening to this right now and you are in a highly saturated niche, let's just say like you're in leather phone cases or whatever it may be. Like let's just say leather phone cases, for example, which is a highly, highly saturated niche if you were the first leather phone case company to put out content that said, Hey, we realized how fucked up it was to use animal products. So we decided to change and this is what we do now. You would beat every other single leather phone case company. Yep. This is the argument that I have every single day when I talk to businesses that use animal products. So think about the way you operate. Because the generations that are coming through at the moment, they want better from us. And if we give them better, they will buy from us. And they will continue to buy from us and they will love us. If you want to solidify your business into the future, that's the way to do it. Yeah. And also, if you want to get your first 10,000 customers, come and talk to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so where, where can people get in, in, in contact with you Uh, Lucy, if they want to learn more about uh, e-commerce and become a neutral impact for the future, uh, how to get your first 10,000 customers, where can people get in contact with you?
1: Yeah, so you can find me on LinkedIn with Lucy Bloomfield. Um, You can find me on my website, which is 10,000customers.com. 10,000 is the numbers, but I'm going to buy both domains today. So... (laughs) Yeah, like basically search my name. I am all over the internet and fairly active. Uh, I would love to hear from you guys and, and, and help as many of you as I can. That's my, my life's work from now on.
0: Yeah, and, and check out her YouTube videos too. <laughs> They're really yes. cool. Thank you. <laughs> all right, so uh, yeah, I guess with that, thank you, Lucy, again for putting on the podcast. She's actually our first uh, over East guest. really cool to have you on.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, good. Uh, So with that, thank you. See you later. Thank you for listening to your call to action. This episode has been sponsored by Keepspace. Do you run an e-commerce business? Is picking and packing your orders getting you down? Send your products to us and we'll get it done on time, every time, integrating right into your website and marketplace with amazing shipping rates. Go to Keepspace.com. Dot com dot au forward slash your call to action to get an amazing opportunity.